Well, hello, hello. Welcome to TAO Intentions Podcast. For today's episode, I will be discussing character. And I don't mean character in a book, but character as in characteristics that we as individuals have every day and carry it with us everywhere. The definition of character is the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. The main components of a character is uh, courage, compassion, honesty, integrity, fidelity, discipline, generosity, and fairness. These are key principles that make up your characteristics, the same characteristics that you practice daily. Now let's go into each and every one of those components I mentioned earlier. The first one I mentioned was courage, which the definition for courage is the ability to do something that frightens one. Um, It's also strength in the face of pain and grief. During COVID, a lot of people have lost loved ones and they still have to get up every single day and go out there and work even though they're struggling with pain. And it's not just COVID, it's humanity in general. Even before COVID, a lot of people lost a family member or they lost a friend and you would see on Facebook where you know they they created a post saying IRP to you know rest in peace to a specific person and they would talk about the good times for each and every one of those individuals and so that is courage which is remembering their memories remembering how good this person has been to you and I mean there was a saying that I heard a while back um in one of my favorite songs and it was called memories from Biniman and he says you know memories don't live like people do they always they will always remember you even in good or bad um and when he when he said that in the song that was the first time I realized that you know memory lives on in people memory lives on in people that they've touched and a lot of people who have had experience where it was a brush with death really change their lives and start to connect more with people and try to be a bit more present in people's lives and be a support to them. So during this time, you know, you see death all over. You see death on the news due to COVID. You see death in people's lives, family members, um, distant family members. And so they still have to be courageous. They still have to get up and go to work. They still have to put a smile on their face every single day. And even though they're experiencing that pain, pain of loss, pain of that grief, um, from that grief, they still have to try to be courageous even while they face fear. Everyone assumes that courage uh, are those people that jump into conflicts or situations or they go out of their way to defend um, somebody. And yes, that could be a component of it. But courage is you're about to shit your pants and you are paralyzed and you choose that moment to wake up and to go into that situation and say, okay, this is wrong or flight, defending someone, protecting someone, someone is drowning, they jump into the water to get that person and you know they have no connections with them. Courage is really pushing past your fears 
And it could be something very small to something very big. And most times they're not doing it for publicity or for clout. It's just a genuine instinct to just protect and save. Compassion. Compassion is defined as sympathetic pity and concern for the suffering or misfortunes of others. Everyone has this capability in them. But sometimes when you are overwhelmed or you're stressed out or you're defeated and you're just in a position where you just don't feel like taking on anyone else's suffering or misfortunes, you come off heartless. You come off that you you lack empathy or sympathy. I even found that during COVID, a lot of people lacked compassion. They just did not care. And so I couldn't understand it until I was in that situation where, you know, where I work, I get to see a lot of people come in and they come in with different problems all the time, different ailments. And in the beginning, when I first started, you know, I was shocked. I was even, you know, telling a, a girl once outside of where I worked and I said, I cannot believe that during COVID, people still find the time to rape a girl or are, you know, I'll use our in that sentiment, but I couldn't believe it because it's COVID. So how are these cases so high? And then even when you hear on the news about suicide and you have all these companies, you know, spending money in campaigns to encourage people to pick up the phone and call when they have suicidal thoughts and someone with compassion will be on the other line to kind of help them through it. You know, you knew, you know, it's a pandemic when your mental state is being affected the way that a lot of mental states currently are being affected. Thankfully, suicide rates have gone down a little bit, but, you know, here and there, there are people who literally want to kill themselves. And so sometimes it's just so hard to have compassions when there's so many people going through it and there's nothing that you can do about it. And so there are other ways to be compassionate. Sometimes being silent is compassionate, especially if you know, you can't say to five different people who are going through the exact same thing that, oh, I'm so sorry for what you're experiencing. It can still come off disingenuous. And in that case, sometimes it's just best to be silent, hold their hand, give them a hug. I know that during COVID, it's a bit difficult to do that. But compassion has just fallen through the waistband. You see so many people who have given into their destructive thoughts and at first, I just kept wondering, oh, maybe it's just COVID. But this has always been within them. It's just they're choosing now of all times because they want to be heard. They want to feel important. And they just want to express their anger, yelling at somebody, walking a little too close to them in a grocery store, breathing on them, blowing their nose, sneezing deliberately every time someone says, pull your mask over your nose. It's become 
a pandemic. I don't know how else to say it, but people have thrown their ethics and morals out the door and they just don't care. They have zero compassion for each other. This should be a time where people help each other and is there for each other. And if someone is lonely and they just need someone to talk to, you know, you pick up the phone and you give them a call just to check in. But unfortunately, that is not the case. It really isn't, especially in, you know, single households. Um, A lot of people have either just kind of kept to themselves. They don't want to pick up the phone. They don't want to hear about other people's problems. And it, it feels like it's a burden. Sometimes I feel that I don't have compassion. I have to to say that. I have to admit it to all of you. And it's very hard, especially during COVID. I feel guilty because I don't care. But at the end of the day, it's like everywhere you go, every person you talk to, every time you turn on the news, every time you go on YouTube, it's like you're just seeing shootings here, you know, talks of suicide, talks of sexual abuse, on the rise during covid and it's like you your your level of sympathy is just out you're just so used to it that it's it has become normal to to just see it every day so compassion is just not there and so i am guilty of that sometimes of just not having compassion but that's also because of the line of work that i'm in and that's also because i'm exhausted I have zero tolerance nowadays. When someone is attacking me and I know that they're in pain, I just don't have time for it anymore. In the beginning, once COVID first started and people were being rude and attacking me, I would just let it go. But now it's it's just been going on since March and it has gotten worse. So when someone is attacking me, I let them finish talking and I said, I will not stand here and be abused by you in this way. So I would ask that you check your attitude at the door before you come in here and give me that shit. So I, I don't I don't have that sympathy anymore. I just don't. I don't have that compassion that I should. I will help you if need be, but most likely I don't have any words for you. You're in pain, no problem. Let me help you out. But you won't be hearing anything from me during this. I'll get you set up. Some people say thank you nowadays and other people just act like you that's what you're supposed to do. I need to be helped. Poor me. I don't have COVID, I'm not dying, but hey, I feel like I need to be important. And that could be that they're lonely. They're lonely and they don't have anyone there for them. And so when someone is being kind to them or doing something nice for them during this time, it's almost like they feel that they should be entitled because they, they never got it before. But sometimes, check yourself and realize that these people don't have to help you. But because they are trying to help you, say thank you and that you appreciate it. That would allow people to have more compassion, especially when you're being attacked every single day over things that you have no control over so yeah i am guilty of lack of compassion during this time i personally find that rest and proper hydration has and also peace moment of peace by myself has actually helped me to be a bit more compassionate i know it sounds weird but those simple things that i do for myself daily has helped me to be a bit more compassionate and so 
I know that a lot of people are struggling to find their real self in face of everything that they're going through. And you have to figure out what you need for yourself and you need to do it. No excuses, just do it and find your true self again. We are losing our identities due to what is happening in the world. We're losing our identities due to what we have to deal with daily. And so we have to be intentional and doing what we need to do for ourselves to get ourselves right again. Next component is discipline. Good old discipline that completely went out the door once COVID began. (laughs) So the definition of discipline is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. That's not really what I'm talking about today. What I'm talking about today is self-discipline, something that you put in place in your life every single day. And as I said earlier on, that has gone out the door. It really has. It's important as human beings to have discipline, but we don't. We have just let everything go and we just do whatever we want. We just don't. So... Self-discipline is the ability you have to control or motivate yourself. Stay on track and do what is right. An example of self-discipline is when you make sure you get up an hour early before work every day to get to the, or to get to the gym. Um, the discipline or control of oneself or one's desire, action, and habits, that is the kind of discipline that I'm talking about. A lot of people still do it, and I commend them for it. I really do. But this is another area that I even struggle in. And I have to say that my discipline has gone out the door, but again, it's due to exhaustion. I'm always exhausted. I have no energy. During the wintertime, it's so dark out all the time. There's hardly any sun. So a lot of people struggle with depression and anxiety during that time. Now that you know we're getting a little bit more sun, I find that a lot of people are, are able to get back to their discipline. They're able to put more action into what they need to, to do. And so discipline is key to getting your life together. And so I encourage everyone to find that self-discipline within themselves and to work on it. We are in a time where we're isolated. We kind of have no choice but to focus on the things in our lives that needs to be improved. And yes, it's hard and we're tired, but self-discipline is important. The next component is honesty. Honesty is defined as the quality of being honest. I am a very honest person, sometimes a little too honest. Even if it will hurt your feelings, I would still be honest and no one can ever say that Orchid is not an honest person. I'm way too honest, but there are certain people that are honest people, but they show compassion and because they show that compassion, they know deep down telling you the honest truth might hurt you 
And so they will give you a white lie. And then eventually down the road, these same people will eventually open up and be honest with you. And they won't look very good because when they were being asked an honest question, which required an honest response, they chose to tell a white lie. And so now that person who is now hearing the truth of their honesty now kind of looks at them with the side eye and feels that they're not truly trustworthy because they chose after the fact to be honest. So when it comes to honesty, I know that a lot of people struggle with it. And if you don't have the backbone or the the structure within yourself, that security within yourself to to be okay if someone walks away from you because you have been honest with them, then you are going to continuously compromise your character because of fear. Eventually, when I'm honest with people and they don't really want to talk to me after I've been honest with them, I give them their space. And sometimes that can go on for a month, six months to a year or more. But I don't really take it personal because what I did say out of honesty was quite hurtful to them and they need that time. They eventually come back and they talk to me about it and say, you know, I felt a sort of way when you shared that with me. But looking back now, after taking this time to heal from what you said and really focus on areas of my life that I need to improve on, I thank you for telling me that. And so I've never been offended because that has always happened for me. And so even if I had to be honest with letting a friend go, it's it still has been in my in my interest to have that discussion, to have that conversation, that honest conversation where I am able to pour my heart out and explain that this is what I need and this is what you're giving me. And so because, you know, you as a person is not able to give me what I need to support this friendship, then I have to say that this isn't working out. People are honest sometimes in their relationships. Most most relationships end badly because someone wasn't being honest, either the beginning of the relationship, the middle of the relationship, and in the end. And even after, you know, they both go their separate ways, one person is always left thinking, hey, this doesn't really make any sense. Um, you know, they broke up with me, they walked away from me, but I still feel that this doesn't make any sense. And so they continue to feel that, hey, I may, I may need closure. But sometimes it's not closure, it's just understanding. Six months to a year or two years will pass when you've moved on past the situation. And for some apparent reason, you know, this person comes back into your life to finally be honest. And when they, you know, you take the time and you listen because, you know, you've been curious about this. And when you do finally hear the honesty, sometimes you're like, why didn't you just say that originally? I would have completely supported your decision and allowed you to walk away. Or I would have said, hey, give me another chance. Let me figure out how to do this because I've never had to do this before and work on it before we decide to part ways. And so that person getting that closure finally looks at the situation and says, thank you for letting me know. I was, I've been thinking about this and wondering why you did this or why you did that or 
why you were so angry at me. But now that I know, I want to say that I'm sorry. And um, thank you. And so both parties then feel a little bit better. And if people would have just been honest from the way beginning, I promise you there would be a less broken hearts in the world, less cycle of pain, less people being confused, second guessing themselves, wondering if it's them, less confusion if people could just be honest. Truth is not the enemy. Truth is literally your friend because truth is going to help you to become a better person and to be conscious of what you might be doing and allow you to to improve. So just be honest. A lot of time is wasted due to lack of honesty, lack of truth. And I understand that everyone is fearful no one wants to be blamed, but put on your big boy pants or big girl panties. I don't care if it's granny panties, just put them on and man up. Just man up in your life. Be honest with yourself and be honest with others. Next component is integrity. It's defined as the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness. Well, integrity. I am happy to say that I have integrity. So for those who don't have it, I really truly feel bad for you. <laughs> I really do. Integrity is, is keeping your promise, even if it takes an extra effort. Go back to a store and pay for something you forgot to pay for. Never betray a friend's trust, even if you get in trouble. Inform the cashier he gave you too much change back. These are simple things. I think um, a good example of this would have been last year. So a lot of people signed up for um, the, the benefit that the government was giving us, which is that check every month to help us through our time because a lot of people have lost their job and um, weren't able to make ends meet and so the government issued this program that citizens of Canada were able to access. Now some people access this and has been getting free money and so some people have come forward I think it was last summer I was listening on a radio station some people had come forward and given that money back to the government and explained to them that they really didn't need this. And, you know, they felt that, they felt compassion. <laughs> they felt compassion um, and gave it back and allowed people who truly needed it to, to get that money that they did not need. And they gave it all back. And I thought to myself, wow, like there are people out there that have integrity. I'm a type of person that if I make a promise, I keep it. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm a woman of my word. And so a lot of people don't know how to handle that because they're so used to dealing with people that do not have integrity. Um, in the past, I have been one of those people that, you know, if I go through a cashier and I did not get charged for something, I would not be going back. And saying, hey, you forgot to charge me for this. I'm the type of person that would go back and say, you overcharged me for something. <laughs> that was me in the past. 
um, nowadays, you know, my level of integrity is that I'm going to speak up if I did something wrong or even if I don't want to help you, but I promised you I would have, I would still do it. And I would be silenced because I didn't really want to do it. But I said I wanted to, I was going to, so I'm going to do it. And so integrity is connected to honesty and morals. Morals mean that, you know, you're a good person or a good citizen with a sound moral compass. And you have virtues. Now, virtues are such things as integrity, courage, uh, honesty, and loyalty, and fortitude. So it still defines character. Moral character is still connected to ethical. Ethical means relating to moral principles or the branch of knowledge dealing with these. What it what it's really saying is that you know right from wrong. And I know that the lines could be blurred in some people's opinions, but really it isn't that blurred. A lot of people justify right from wrong in in a sense of, of what they can get out of it. How does it benefit me? Now, if it doesn't benefit me, then it's not right. Ethics and morals aren't defined as benefits to self. It's defined as right from wrong. It doesn't matter what you're feeling. It doesn't matter what the other people are feeling. It's all about right from wrong. And you can clearly tell what is right from wrong without putting your thoughts and your feelings into it. If you were to take that out and look at a situation and just be fair, you would understand and be able to differentiate what is right from wrong. On that note of fairness, let's get into the next component, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, fairness, which means impartial and just treatment or behavior without favoritism or discrimination. We see lack of fairness in almost every single area of our lives. It could be at work, it could be in your relationships, it could be at the gas station. <laughs> uh, there's always favoritism and there's always discrimination. And I don't know if people really see favoritism as bad. You see supervisors or managers at work providing favoritism to people that are clearly doing wrong, but as long as they turn a, a blind eye to what is happening, they can just say, oh, I didn't know about it. But really, you knew about it. You just chose to support this person and, and make them feel that what they're doing is right when what they're doing is actually wrong. And so favoritism does not look right. It really doesn't. As a manager or a supervisor, you need to handle things in fairness. That also includes listening to one side of the story, getting the next side of the story, because within those two stories, there's a truth. And now focus on that and understand that both people will need to be reprimanded the way that they deserve to be reprimanded. And both persons or individuals will have to take responsibility for their part in what is happening. And so favoritism, again, it's not a good thing. It really isn't. Discrimination is, a, is another bad thing. 
it's looking at someone's color of their skin or their sex or who they're associated with um, and discriminating against them when they have not done anything to you. It's that prejudgment without taking the time to get to know someone's character before passing judgment. And discrimination, it's, it's been a problem in our society. We see it every day. We see it on the news. We see it in our workplace. We see it sometimes in our relationships. And so hopefully, if people take the time to, to improve their attitude, improve their mindset, and try to apply fairness in everything that they do, maybe we won't have issues like favoritism or discrimination. The next component is generosity which means the quality of being kind and generous. I have to say that there has been certain instances where I have truly seen how generous um, people can be. And even during COVID, even though everyone is going through so much, people still take the time to come out of pocket for charities or helping each other. And generosity can go a long way in improving someone's life and making them feel that not everyone in the world is bad. Everyone has this perception that this is not a world that you want to raise your kids in. Everyone has the perception that the world is a, a dangerous and dark place. But within those dark places, there are a little bit of light. Somewhere in there, there's a little bit of light. And that light can do so much and can change your whole view and even influence you to be a better person yourself. Generosity makes people feel that someone out there actually cares. It doesn't have to be money. It could be your act of kindness every day. Um, yes, you know, if someone is going through a hard time and you pick up some food and you bring it to their house and go, Hey, I know that you're hungry and you have your kids to feed and you don't have any money, but here I bought you some groceries. I know you're having a hard day. So I bought you a coffee or a tea. Those little things are considered generosity and sometimes can really improve a person's day and outlook in life. And people just need to be more generous. And so learn from people that you've seen every day and take their acts of kindness as something that you can learn and just try it. Pick somebody that you see all the time that looks cranky and look like they hate the world and they're, 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 just, they're just done. They're tired of people, they're tired of everything. And just go, hey, would you like a coffee? Would you like some tea? I'm gonna pay for it and I want to gift it with to you today. And if they say, uh, no, no, I don't need it, you go, no, no, no. I want to give you a coffee and they go, okay, I drink this and they'll go and they'll pick it up and they'll give it to that person and they'll just say, you have a good day. They're going to feel so embarrassed because they behave this way in front of how many people and one person out of all those people went and bought them a coffee and brought it to them and say, you have a good day. That's going to change their entire demeanor for the rest of the day and they're going to actively choose to be intentional with their words, with their action, and choose to be kind to other people. And that's the lesson with generosity. It's waking people up, allowing people to see that what they're going through is not above what everybody else is going through and kind of knocks them down a notch and starts to make them feel something that they weren't feeling before.
generosity is important and everyone should practice generosity. Honestly, once you start giving back to people, to humanity, it really changes your outlook on life. And it actually improves your mood and makes you much happier knowing that you put a smile on someone's face or you allowed them to correct your behavior through your kindness. That is a big deal. So consider it. You go out there, you see someone super cranky, just just try to be kind. Pick up something for them and give it to them as a gift. And if they say, oh, you know, I, I should give you something in return, just say no. You know, this is my way of showing generosity. Honestly, it's going to go a long way. Next on the list is fidelity. And oh man, do we struggle with fidelity. Fidelity is defined as faithfulness to a person, cause, or belief, demonstrated by continued loyalty and support. Now, it should be common sense to be faithful to your partners, to your friends, to your family, but unfortunately, it really isn't. And nowadays, common sense isn't really common sense. And so, I have no clue how to teach others to be faithful. Faithful to themselves, faithful to their partners, faithful to their families, faithful to their friends. I have even heard a lot of people say that they feel more connected with others other than their family. And in my mind, I kept thinking, have you had that honest conversation with your family members so that they can truly understand where you're coming from? And they could never really answer the question because if they do say yes and you ask them how they did it, when they do explain how they did it, it, it really wasn't an honest conversation. You just mentioned one thing and you went quiet and you did not take that time to really make sure that that information penetrates these specific family members. And so it's almost like when you did mention it, it didn't really mean anything at all. It just sounds like, you know, you pull something out of a bag and then you put it right back in a the bag. Then you go off and look for that love in other people. And so then you're just this damaged person going off in life looking for a new family, looking for someone to love you the way that you should be loved. And really what you need to do is work on yourself on the inside, talk to your family members, really make sure that they understood what they've done to you and how you feel and allow them the opportunity to either improve or not. Sometimes they won't, but you can make that conscious decision to not allow what they are doing to affect you to the point where you are running off looking for a new family or behaving that that person's family is better than yours. The grass is never greener on the other side. What you might think look great on that side, they have their own problems. Just because they don't put their problems out on their lawn and say, this is my underwear, this is my drawers, this is my soap that I use to wash myself, you know, they don't put it out there in the world, doesn't necessarily mean that they don't struggle as a family themselves. And sometimes people will hurt more when they do find a family that you know, seem loving and caring and supporting with each other. And then once you realize the truth months down the line, you're like, whoa, 
how how are the kids behaving this way or people my age behaving this way coming from a family like that then it makes you question a lot of things once you start questioning these things then you start to see behaviors and eventually when you have a falling out with a particular family member that is not your family all of a sudden that love that you were getting from the entire family before that then disappears and you're stuck where you were crawling back to your own family still being mad and saying you know you don't love me enough or and then you would have your oh woe is me moment but every single family have this problem you're not special just because you feel that you're the only one you're really not special so make what you have work they're your family till the day that you die figure it out and work it out now fidelity we have seen all over the news even before covid of husband cheating on their wives or wives cheating on their husband and how they do it and where they do it. And you see women crying all the time and you see men devastated because their wife left them, you know, because they wanted more excitement in life. And trust me, the the women that leave their husband because they're looking for more excitement in their life always turn around years later and regret it because they did find excitement. They really did. And that excitement robbed them of all their money. And now they're out there looking for jobs, trying to scrape pennies together, and they live a very hard life, all because they wanted excitement. And so a lot of people don't, they're not careful of what they wish for. Back to the topic of fidelity. Um, I can't really say what causes people to be unfaithful to each other some people tend to blame it on their partners and say well my partner isn't doing this for me or isn't doing that for me so I had to go elsewhere to get it the other excuse that they would use is that oh their partner would not find out about it which is hilarious because little do they know women sometimes have that that problem as some people would call it of intuition So if she sees that you're behaving a certain way or you're acting a certain way and you've disappeared sometimes, they're going to start to question it. They're going to start looking into it. And once they find out that you have been with somebody else this entire time, that excuse of, oh, you're not taking care of me and you're not doing this for me has gone right out the door because now you've done something wrong to make your argument seemed quite insignificant. Being faithful isn't just about the other person. Being faithful is about yourself. It's it's being honest, having that discussion, and working on it together. And even with your friends, being trustworthy and truly supporting your friends during hard times and being faithful is a big deal as well. And a lot of people truly don't know how to be faithful to another person. And sometimes they'll use the excuse that that's not how they were raised. They were raised um, seeing their family members be unfaithful to each other. They have, you know, had friends that have been unfaithful to them. And so that has changed their character in life. So now they're all about themselves and you only think about them and they take care of them. And again, but the problem 
in everything that I just mentioned is that people are so focused on what they need and what they want that they forget to be faithful to others as well. Just because you want something doesn't necessarily mean that that you should do it. You still have to consider the people that you're hurting when you're doing something. It doesn't have to be your partner. It could be your friend. It could be your family members. Coming back to your family and saying, I feel no connection with you. Um, you know, I feel abandoned and alone. That should hurt your family members. And I really hope that they feel hurt by what you just said. But at the same time, you still have to take responsibility for the fact that you did not make that effort to be in your family's life and work on those areas that that you lacked in. So everything takes work. And choosing not to be a bad person, again, ethical. Is it ethical? Should you do it? Questioning your behavior, questioning your actions and not thinking, oh, you know, it's in the moment. I'm going to do it and just hope for the best or ask for forgiveness later isn't really a justification for what you are doing and choosing to go against your character and hurt somebody else, someone that you, you specifically care about. Now, a lot of people who have been unfaithful have somehow turned around and felt so guilty about what they've done that they start to to do the things that they should have done in the beginning, which is work on the relationship or have that topic of conversation. And in my mind, I keep thinking, why didn't you do that before you were unfaithful? Why didn't you have that conversation? And don't get me wrong. I know a lot of people who have been in a situation where they have been unfaithful with their partners, their friends, or their family members. And they have had, you know, that conversation time and time again. And usually the partner never bothered to take the time to listen or to be concerned or to make that specific change in their lives that will truly help their relationship. And because of that, when they do go off and they you know, they do things that are unfaithful, all of a sudden, now those specific individuals start paying attention. Now they're the victim. Oh my God, I can't believe you did that to me. But this person has been saying this for years. They've been saying it for years. How have, why couldn't you just listen the first time round? This could have all been avoided, but now you have something to hold over them. Remember when you did this to me? Blah, blah, blah. No, it doesn't work that way. You have to take responsibility. Every single person in every single situation has to take a responsibility. No one's really a victim. If you did not take the time to listen the first time round, the second time round, the fourth, fifth, tenth time round, and the person went off and did what they did, then you have to take responsibility for that. The person repeating themselves over and over and over again, not choosing to walk away from this, the relationship or the situation or that person altogether, but chose to go and be unfaithful, now has to take the accountability for their own actions. They can't turn around and blame that person for not giving them what they wanted and that's why they did it. Because what you should have done was once you noticed that nothing was changing and you keep repeating yourself, then now it's time to walk away. And once you walk away, you can go do whatever you want. No one's going to judge you because you're not doing it behind anyone else's back. Everything takes thought. 
think before you act. Even being faithful is something that you needed to think about. If you don't want to be considered a cheater or a bad person for what you did to somebody else, then decide to walk away and go live your best life. Just walk away from it and go live your best life. Don't stay in the situation just so you can you can do something wrong and then have to focus on that infidelity rather than focus on the issues that you were having before the fidelity. It, there's so many things that people can do to help their situation and a lot of people just don't do it. And in my mind, I just don't get it. Don't be a coward. And that goes towards men or women. Don't be a coward. Man up. Make the decision. Do the right thing. If nothing is working out, walk away. Don't make your life harder than it needs to be. Just don't do it. So I believe that I have completed the topic of ethical and moral character. I hope that you all enjoyed the show. Don't forget to click the follow button under TAO Intentions Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. We are now on Spotify. So when you type that in, it's TAO Intentions Podcast, not the TAO Intentions Podcast. Our social media pages are Facebook at The Ambitious Obsession, Instagram and Twitter at The Ambitious Ops. So I do hope that you enjoyed this show and I encourage you all to do the right thing and choose to be the best version of yourself. Consider your character and feed your soul, your spirit. Whatever you need to do, do the right thing. I hope you all have a wonderful day.